Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sarah Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sarah Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sarah Davison. Welcome back to the show where you'll learn to transform your heartbreak into happiness. I'm Sarah Davison and I'm here as your trusted guide to help you every step along the way. And today I'm super excited to share with you the final part of my webinar, How to Divorce a Difficult Person and Recover from a Toxic Relationship. So how do you deal with an abusive ex? Well, unfortunately, whether you like it or not, you're in a game, okay? I know a lot of people don't like the term being in a game. I don't like it, but it's just a fact. And they are playing games, not just with you, but with everybody in their life, okay? So if you don't step up and uh, appreciate that you are in a game, then you're just going to be moved like a pawn on a chessboard. You're just going to be moved around. And that's why you can feel battered and bruised emotionally and physically in some cases here. But it's about actually taking your power back. And that's what I want to help you do. Okay, I want you to take your power back by getting that clarity and understanding. You take your power back. So there are seven steps to mastering the game. Okay, you have to master the game and you have to learn the rules of the game and then be two steps ahead. Okay, now does that take away all the pain? No, of course it doesn't. Unfortunately, if there was a magic one to do that, then that would be incredible. And I would gladly give that to you. However, there isn't. But to help you be stronger, to help you cope better, then mastering the steps of the game is really important. So number one, know what you're dealing with. So just understanding what abuse is, is key. Taking off your rose-tinted glasses to understand that your ex is not who they show up as when they're that amazing person that's who you fell in love with right but then the behavior comes in the bad behavior and that is completely out of context with this person you fell in love with and everything was wonderful and they were love bombing you right but then their behavior kicks in again and it's down here and it's horrendous but you're still in love with them so you're stuck into that groove. It's about taking off those rose-tinted glasses and realizing they are not that person, okay? And then taking notice of your triggers. What triggers these situations? What, trigger, what triggers you? You might be out of that relationship now and coming through the breakup or the divorce, but you're still getting triggered by your ex. That's totally normal, okay? You are wired and you have been trained in a certain way by your ex. So understanding what those triggers might be, what, what happens just before you get upset and understanding that so we can go back in and, and help you put a plan together around that to not be as vulnerable. Also setting realistic expectations of your ex. You know, if you, if you are forever hoping that your ex is going to come in up here and you think, okay, well, We've got maybe a meeting or a handover. Let's hope that they're, they're going to be here and it's all going to go well. But the reality is they come in down here. Then what's this gap, guys? And the gap between where your expectations are and the reality of where your ex will consistently show up is hurt, disappointment and pain for you over and over again. So setting realistic expectations means shifting them to the floor in a lot of cases. 
taking back your control. So understanding that this is where you're at and appreciating it and that you have to control the things that you can control. You can't control your ex. You can't control what they are doing or you know what they're going to say or even do next. And again, it's about learning to trust yourself again by tuning into your gut instincts. A lot of the time we tune out from that. And turning the focus away from them, which can be very difficult because often we get quite obsessive about our exes if they are being abusive because it's all consuming. And you just don't know when it's coming at you next, especially with the divorce process. So enabling yourself to, to have some time for you and focus on you and what's important to you will help to tip that balance. So how do you stay strong during your divorce? Well, unfortunately, a leopard won't change its spots. It just won't. OK, and your ex isn't going to change either. So they are going to continue to show up with all those traits that we've already discussed. So they're going to follow their rules of being obstructive, difficult, misleading, confusing, stating truth, untruths with chilling certainty. Do you know what I mean? And don't recognize that. Uh, manipulating and bullying. So we're not talking about people here who are, you know, if you're going through a divorce and your ex is being difficult because they want the piano and, and you want something else and you're arguing about it, that is not an abusive relationship okay that is conflict that is a difficult you know I mean any divorce can you can have heated moments okay but the difference when you are divorcing an abusive person is that they are on a mission to crush you they want to punish you and they want to make you suffer okay there is no hope for a fair outcome on their side that's not what they're aiming for they just want to annihilate you it's tough, isn't it? It's tough to hear, but this is true. And I know it's resonating with, with many of you. Uh, so common tactics going through a divorce of an abusive ex. So common tactics of toxic personalities include telling you you don't need a lawyer. So you're not going to get that support or even what or even the ability to understand what is legally yours. OK, it really upsets me when people say, you know, oh, she's taking me to the cleaners and things like that. Because you know what? There's a law you know, in every country for what you are legally entitled to. And going for what you are legally entitled to is your right. Okay. They don't say, uh, oh, well, he or she's going, yeah, going for everything. They're trying to, you know, trying to take everything. You don't say, well, you're stealing from me because you want to give me what's rightfully mine. You're a thief. It, it's just sometimes the way that it's portrayed is very unfair, I think. Um, also making crazily low or ridiculous unfair offers. Um, classic technique will be not to provide financial clarity. If you're going through a divorce process, you know, you have to provide your bank statements to your form E and all the other things that go along with that. And again, I'm not a lawyer or a financial advisor, so I don't give that advice, but not providing financial clarity might mean that they're sending through spreadsheets that aren't formatted or they're out of date or that all the information comes through but it's all over the place so it's just totally confusing or they don't disclose it or they're too late to disclose it and they leave it to the very last minute as often a tactic that i know a lot of my clients have seen um obfuscating the process by appearing to be compliant but then sending confusing things with missing information um and again Perpetrators, difficult people, then turn to their legal professionals to become the mouthpiece for their abuse. 
Um, and of course, there are some really incredible lawyers out there who will not tolerate that and will not become the mouthpiece of abuse. But unfortunately, there are some, if not many, that I have come across with my coaching clinic who seem to think it's okay to send very intimidating, bullying, horrific, threatening letters to clients of mine. Um, and it just really is, I, mean, I don't really get it, actually. I don't know how they sleep at night. And in most other professions, you'd probably be struck off for sending such an intimidating, threatening letter. But in the family courts, especially in the UK here, it seems to be the norm, like to have a tactic to try and intimidate and bully the other side so they give up. Now, the challenge is family courts may call it a high conflict, but you know, any rational, logical couple going through a breakup do not want to end, in, end up in court. They just don't. They just don't want to because they know it's going to be very expensive. It's a very unpleasant process. And really the only people that gain from it are the legal professionals. So most people will want to sort of keep it out of court. It's only when you're in a abusive, so high conflict, so it makes it appear there's 50-50, doesn't it? But it's not. Does anyone get what I'm saying here? There are people out there listening to this right now, or maybe you, you, you really understand what I'm saying, because I see it every single day in my, in my clinic, that high conflict is really another term for abusive. But if it's an abusive relationship, it's not 50-50 conflict, is it? It's 100% zero or 99% one. You know, it's, it's, it's something that's being thrown at you, and you have nothing other to do than to defend yourself against it. Um, and of course, another tactic is using the children to continue the post-separation abuse. So we talked a little bit about this. So expectations versus reality. If you can expect for the worst and prepare for that, then you are going to do yourself such a, um, a service because you are going to be stronger. You are not going to be battered by the surprise element that they're letting you down. So again, shifting those expectations down i mean i'm talking to the floor level guys i'm talking put them as low as you possibly can because anything above that is a bonus so practical essentials to preserve your peace of mind as you're going through this breakup going through the divorce and moving on with your life okay first of all establish your breakup support team now these are people around you that are going to care about you love you make you feel good about yourself OK, you might also want to get your legal advisor in there, maybe a financial advisor, somebody to exercise with and get you out the house and enjoy what is now good weather here in the UK. I don't know where everybody is in the world who's listening right now, but, you know, getting out and about having an exercise buddy also will help, um, as well as a really awesome coach. OK, <laughs> um, get clear on your boundaries. Again, this is a chance now to redefine what your boundaries are for understanding what is acceptable behavior for you now moving forward okay are you struggling to cope with your breakup or divorce are you feeling devastated heartbroken sad and anxious if so please know that you are not alone and there is help available Sarah Davison, best known as the Divorce Coach, and her team of accredited coaches are here to offer you the support and guidance you need to navigate all areas of your breakup, take back your control, and start feeling happy again. Sarah will show you how to dial down those controlling negative emotions, 
unhook from your ex, get back in the driving seat of your life and design a future you are excited to live. Sarah has a range of solutions to support any breakup, including free guides, one-to-one coaching, her Heartbreak to Happiness virtual retreats, live retreats, and you can even train to be a breakup and divorce coach with Sarah too. Visit www.saradavison.com today and start to feel happy again. Acceptable behavior for you now moving forward, okay? Please don't share any personal information with your ex, okay? Not how you're feeling, not how you slept last night, not who you're seeing or dating or who you're talking to, nothing. Okay, keep it on top level. I have a technique called functionally friendly, which is all about just keeping everything surface level because anything you give them can and usually will be used against you in some way. Okay, so just keep all your personal information to yourself. During the divorce process, I think it's a really good idea if you can set up a separate email address. So, what do I mean by that? I mean, a separate email address like a, I don't know, almost like a junk folder almost. So that all your correspondence is going into one email address. It's not coming in to interrupt you during the day, okay? Because that's tough when you're sort of sitting there and it's at work and then suddenly these emails are flying in and throwing you off kilter. So you then know that maybe at a certain time of day when you've got a cup of tea and you're sitting down or you've got one of your friends on speed dial, you can then check that email box so you're not getting bombarded all the time. Another really good tip, guys, is not to use your ex's full name. Interestingly, names carry so much emotion that that just hearing that name will just send shivers down your spine, right? We don't want to do that. So shrink their name down to the first initial, okay? And not a caps, not, you know, big caps. It's teeny weeny little. So if it's Robert or Rachel, it's a teeny R, okay? So whether you're typing, whether you're talking, it's a teeny weeny R. Okay, and I would again inform your legal professionals and your friends and your family that they're just going to refer to your ex as that from now on because again it shrinks the significance. Do keep a diary, especially of any abusive incidents, because you may need that as evidence. Try and take the emotion out of your divorce and treat it like a job. Please do contact your local domestic abuse charity wherever you are. If you just type in local abuse charity to where you are living, where you are right now, then you will find the local support. And just having faith that this will end, because it will end, it will. Um, You may not know how at this stage, but it will. And it's just about having that faith, even though you don't know how. So self-care to keep you sane, because keeping yourself sane is really important, right? We need to keep you sane. So have regular timeouts and thinking about your case okay almost imagine you've got a little box in your head you can lock these thoughts away in and just say right i'm going to give myself permission to have an hour off i'm not going to think about it i'm going to watch a box set or i'm going to meet up with a friend or i'm just going to meditate or have a bath and a glass of wine or whatever your thing might be but taking regular timeouts is really important to keep you healthy you can always come back to it, okay? It's not going to change. And worrying about things you can't change as well will just perpetuate this bad feeling. So taking your control back and allowing yourself some space is a really positive thing to do. I have a technique called Mind Movies, which is um, 
if you go on and um, do some more work with me or find out how to use that, but that can actually really help you prepare for um, if you're having to see your ex again, you know, or you have to meet up with your ex and their new partner, things like that, that you're worried about or going to court with them, anything like that. This can really help you with that process. Moving your body, you know, getting outside, getting some exercise, even if it's just a walk, a brisk walk around the block, just try and um, keep that physical exercise going as much as you can, because that will strengthen your body and give you a boost. I think a lot of my clients find that they just sit around in tracksuits and, you know, eat junk food when they're going through this. Now, or don't eat at all, okay? If this is resonating with you, please, please try and keep your personal standards high. Like force yourself to get up and have a shower and put on some clothes. At least, you know, once a week, you know, dress up a little bit smarter, put some makeup on, wash your hair, those kind of things. Try not to run away from the emotions. It is okay to cry, but if you're getting stuck there, then please do ask for help. Um, avoid extremes like drinking too much. Hey, a glass of wine, okay, that's going to take the edge off. I get that. That's obviously okay. But if you've noticed that you've gone from a glass of wine to, say, a bottle of wine a night, that's really going to impact your mental state anyway the next day, which is going to reduce your ability to cope with these things. Um, Again, taking time out to enjoy yourself, even if it's just going for a nice walk, making time for those things to give you that glimmer of light and hope in this process. Limiting who you tell your story to again is important because every time you tell your story, you are reliving the pain over and over again. Okay, your body knows, your body knows that the story and it will just remember, oh my goodness, yeah, this story is really painful and I feel it here, it makes me feel sick. I can't eat, I cry. And so every time you tell it, you're getting hooked back into that. Okay, so it's about stopping telling that. But again, if you go on and work with me, I'll show you how you can do that because you can't just stop something without replacing it with something more positive. And again, please do ask for help. There is free help out there. I have a free guide on my uh, on my website. I also, um, also, you can ask your GP for help and you can ask your domestic abuse charity your local one for help as well. So there are lots and lots of ways to get help. Um, another way you can help yourself, because I think a lot of this is a journey now. You know, we all go through really tough times and I'm a believer that everything happens for a reason and serves a purpose, even though it can be really hard to see what that purpose is in that moment, right? So it's about understanding that you can take control. Okay, we all have the remote control to our brain. And those of you that have worked with me in the past will know I'm big on this. Like we control how we feel. No matter what someone's doing to us, we can help ourselves to come out of this. And this is a really good time now because you have a choice. You can either go down the path of letting this define you and drag it forward into the future, or you can step up and make some changes that are going to empower you to start to build those muscles of self-reliance and confidence and self-esteem so that you can move forward and create a life you're truly excited and happy to live. Now, I know for some of you that might seem like a bit far off right now, but it all starts with those small steps that we talked about right at the beginning of this. One of them is self-reliance. It's learning to trust yourself and your gut instinct again. Now, gut instinct is one of the things that disappears, doesn't it? during an abusive, toxic relationship. We stop listening. Now your gut instinct is kind of like the burger alarm for your body, 
okay? So something will happen and your instinct will be going, this doesn't feel right. This does not feel right. And it will be letting you know, right? Does sound familiar? But when you're in a toxic relationship or when you've been in one, quite often you, you logically override it. So you'll be going, oh yeah, but maybe that's not right. Or maybe I'm just being too sensitive. Or maybe I should just shut up about this right now and just get on with things. So even though your alarm bells are ringing, your entire burger arm system is just going off, you are suppressing it. So we need to tune back into that now because this is your self-protection mechanism. Okay, I want you to learn to hone your radar for picking up on signs of abuse and abuse of uh, people around you. Okay, and to start with, we need to learn to tap into our own gut instinct, our intuition, which is going to tell us, okay, I know it's hard to trust other people when you've come out of a toxic relationship, not only future romantic partners, but also other people, friends, and sometimes family, because you've been let down and betrayed so badly. But the thing is, it's not about us giving away our trust, okay? It's not about you putting your blind faith in somebody else. And this is your body's way of protecting you, not getting hurt again. So it's a normal reaction not to want to trust, by the way. It's totally normal. But it's not about giving your trust away. It is about you learning to trust yourself, that you now have honed your radar for abuse so that you're going to pick up on it. And one of the first ways of doing that is to learn to trust your instinct so that when your gut instinct is going, this doesn't feel right, this isn't comfortable, this isn't right, I don't think this is acceptable, you are going, yeah, I'm going to listen, and I'm going to take some action. So how can you build your self-reliance? I think self-reliance is really important because quite often we become very dependent on our exes and we think we can't survive without them. So building your self-reliance will help you along that journey. So first of all, be kind to yourself, okay? Talk less about things that are going on in your life and keep yourself to yourself a little bit when it comes to that personal side and that story. I know some friends will expect the next update. It's almost like being in a in EastEnders, right? Or some sort of horror show that just never seems to end. And, and they are being good friends by saying, well, are you okay? What's happening now? But actually, if you can swap that for a more empowering story about things that you're doing that are making you feel good or things that you've got coming up in the future, then they can still help you and help you along your way and be good friends, but you're not having to tell your story over and over again. Now, curbing your neediness, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but we do become very vulnerable and sometimes clingy uh, after a relationship to, to people that do care about us. So it's about learning to rely on yourself and instead of running to other people for answers, ask yourself first, okay? Just ask yourself first, well, what would I do? I'm going to pick the phone up and ask my friend anyway, but before I do, in this situation, what would I do? What would make me feel better right now? What could I do to make this a little bit better or to cheer myself up just a tiny bit right now? So then you can start to build that self-reliance muscle, which helps you approve of yourself and boost that self-confidence again. So it's important, again, to learn to rely on you, especially not on your ex. So having a team of people around you that can do some of those things you, you don't feel comfortable doing yet. But actually learning to do some of those things will be a good confidence boost for you too. So there's another step in this recovery because our body holds a lot of trauma. 
okay? So you can be going through this and managing okay, almost like a swan, right? Maybe because you've got kids and you've got a job, you seem to be coping super well, but underneath you're like paddling like crazy. So what can you do? Time is a great healer. I mean, that saying is great, but there are so many things you can do to speed up that process and empower yourself to take your control back and start feeling better now. Now, obviously there is specialist coaching, which is what I offer and some of my coaches who I've trained. Um, but also the, the body holds a lot of trauma, a residual trauma, even years after a toxic relationship. So a great way to start working through that is to use osteopathy because that releases a lot of trauma from the body, hypnotherapy, maybe energy healing. I know some of you might be a bit woo woo, but that's actually quite a, a good way. And there are some amazing energy healers out there. And I've interviewed some of them on my podcast, Heartbreak to Happiness, for those of you that listen to those episodes. Um, there's also tapping, thought field therapy, TFT. Um, EMDR, which is um, about use, it's a great way for, for recovering from trauma. Um, and it's so powerful. I mean, it just blew my mind when I went to try a session. And also nutritional advice, making sure what you're eating is giving your body the right energy that you need to stay strong during this. And again, it's about balance. It's not about being, you know, perfect in any way. It's just about getting that balance. Now, for those of you that are interested to do more with me, I have just launched a brand new virtual retreat that's happening on the 12th to the 16th of July. Now, it's called How to Divorce an Abusive Partner and Recover from a Toxic Relationship. I'm going to be deep diving over five live webinars with me so that I'm going to get really into the nuts and bolts of this. We're going to deep dive and do some exercises. You're going to get a workbook to work through as well. And then you're also going to get a copy of all the videos so you can refer back to it. Plus, you're also going to get breakout sessions where you can come on to a Zoom meeting where people are on camera if you want to do that and meet other people going through similar situations so you can form a support group to help you moving forward. So that becomes an invaluable, I mean, I've done so many retreats and those groups of people who are going through similar things with you really become the best of friends. And I've got groups that are still in touch eight, nine years on that still meet up and really strong friendships are formed because they really get what you're going through. If you are going through this right now, then, you know, I, I know how difficult it can be, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. If you do want that extra support, please do reach out, contact me. Um, my email address is sarah at saradavison.com. Sarah at saradavison.com. My website is saradavison.com. I'm on Instagram, uh, Sarah Davison Divorce Coach, Facebook. Uh, I train people to become coaches as well. So you can become a breakup and divorce coach. Quite often that's quite therapeutic. A lot of people have been through toxic relationships that want to help other people. So we do that too. If you'd, love to, if you'd like to join our community, we have an incredible global community of coaches learning to help other people and growing their businesses around the world. Uh, and as you can imagine, you've got to be pretty warm and friendly to do this job. So some amazing people in the community um, and lots of learning with me, live webinars, interactive Zoom meetings and events as well coming up. So that's it for today. And I look forward to you joining me on my next episode. Mwah. Lots of love. Stay strong. And remember, you can do this. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. 
Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to one of Sara's virtual retreats. The retreats are a transformative combination of live webinars with Sara herself, coupled with empowering online video programs designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. For more details, head on over to heartbreaktohappinesspodcast.com, where you can also get a copy of Sara's free gift. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness. Happiness.